Hey there, it's Fashti Sarah. Welcome back to Post Blog. If this is your first time listening, go ahead and hit the subscribe button, like button, follow button, share button, all the buttons to stay connected with the Post Blog podcast. And for those of you who have been tuning in, thanks. Thanks for coming back and thanks for just being a part. So here's a fun fact. When I was a kid, my mom used to call me Pooh. Now, I'm referring to Winnie the Pooh. So for those of you who went wild just now with your mind, um, no, she called me Pooh from Winnie the Pooh because I really enjoyed watching Winnie the Pooh. I always had my little stuffed animal Pooh bear next to me. And it just became a nickname that I've always had. And I say when I was a kid, to be honest, to this day, my mom still calls me that. And I'm married It is funny. And my husband, he'll chuckle and he'll laugh at the fact that I'm being called a poo. But we know why. We know it's because of Winnie the Pooh. Anyways, so apart from my rambling about my nickname and why I have that nickname, there's a specific character in Winnie the Pooh that I want to highlight. And I'm not picking on this character because all of the characters in Winnie the Pooh had a very specific role. They were unique and they teach us something about life. At least that's that's what I think. So if you know, you know Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh. He's pretty much a Debbie Downer. He's always sad. And there is some uniqueness in his character. But one of the things I want to highlight from his character are some things that he said that aligns with the topic for today. And that topic is restore, restoring things we have learned to live without. Now, Eeyore, um, he says, I was so upset I forgot to be happy. He learned to live without happiness. So he was always sad. He was always dreary. And then he also says this. He says, weeds are flowers too, once you get to know them. So Eeyore, he walks around in majority of the episodes in Winnie the Pooh or the books, if you've read them. And he walks around just very sad, very gloomy, very overwhelmed by life. And He doesn't want to take a chance. He doesn't want to take a risk. He doesn't want to do anything profound or wild or crazy because, you know, well, that's just the way life is. And you're sad. And why try? Why? Why search for hope? Why search for change? Why search for joy? Why search for peace and happiness and love? But isn't it interesting that we can be just like Eeyore? For the majority of Eeyore's life, he's always sad. Now, there are moments, like I said, where he says some really profound things that just hit you home. And it's like, oh, my gosh, this is so true. But for the most part, his character is just pretty. It's pretty down. It's sad. And his quote, weeds are flowers, too, once you get to know them. To me, that reflects many of us have weeds in our lives and we've become comfortable with them. And we've presented them as if they're somewhat flowers in our lives when they're still weeds. There's still parts of us that just keeps us in a rut, keeps us in a character that is unpleasant and undesirable and quite frankly, not not fun to be around. So I want to talk about that. Things that we've learned to live without. And those things are specifically peace, joy, and love. And they all go hand in hand with each other. If you don't have peace, you probably don't have joy. And if you don't have joy, you probably don't have love. And don't get me wrong. I get it. Things happen. 
things have happened to me, things have happened to you, things have probably happened to every single one of us in this world. And it has triggered walls. It has triggered issues in our lives. It has triggered emotions and character traits that we eventually learn to live with. And we eventually learn to live without the things that we knew. So let's talk about peace. Peace is replaced with anxiety and fear for the most part. Now, if you're honest with yourself, you'd say you'd want to live without anxiety and fear. I don't think anyone wants to live with anxiety and fear. And many of us, I know I've done this before, where I've attempted to try to get rid of anxiety and fear. You know, I try all the methods, all the all the things that they say, but somehow it just doesn't disappear. It just doesn't just go away like that. It haunts us and it resurfaces and it shows this ugly face out of nowhere. And then it intensifies the terror, the nightmares, the dreams, the the scar that we once had. So if you don't have peace, like I said, you probably don't have joy. If you've watched Inside Out, it's honestly one of my favorite movies because it talks about just the different parts of our emotions that are so unique and one cannot function without the other. So in anger, there's love and there's joy, there's disgust, there's fear, and all these emotions are extremely important. But if we allow one to dominate over the other, then that's where things kind of get rocky. Now, I don't agree that all of them should be on the same playing field because I do believe that love, love is the foundation of who we are. And love should be the driving force. And in love, there can be anger. In love, there can be sadness. In love, there can be joy. In love, there can be fear. All these different things, love can exist. But love is a driving force that helps us to move past our hurt, past our pain, past these character traits that try to hold us back. Love provides freedom. So joy, let's let's go back to joy for a second here. In the midst of what you're going through, oftentimes we don't have joy because we don't have peace. And when we don't have joy, it probably means we are either sad or depressed or we have depressive episodes. So like peace, something triggered you into defeat to remove you from joy, to to steal your joy or to rob you from your joy. And when you don't have joy, you tend to give up on your dreams, your goals, Maybe sometimes even life itself. Again, something happened to you, maybe to your family, that you lost all hope and you lost all joy. There is neither triumph or victory, neither defeat or sadness. You're just bleh, a blob living. And often we choose to worship what's going on around us rather than worshiping God. Whenever we go through trials of many kinds, whenever we go through difficult situations, we choose to worship that pain. Isn't that interesting? We choose to worship the thing that hurt us. You think as humans, we try to run away from it, try to heal from it, try to remove it completely from our lives. But instead of doing that, we worship the pain. We glorify it. We center our lives around it. And hey, I'm talking about me. Because this is something that I'm currently walking through, trying to mature, trying to move past that wall, trying to break through that wall where I have centered my life around one instance and have identified my life around it. 
I've identified my life. I've placed my identity in that one circumstance. It's easy to run back and glorify the thing that once hurt us. Now, what about love? Like I said, they go hand in hand with each other. Peace, joy, and love. And I feel like love is honestly the the foundation of all of it. Restoring love isn't easy. It's not as simple as, hey, I'm going to love today. No, that's... (laughs) It's not that easy. It's not easy as telling yourself you'll do it, just as it's not easy as telling yourself you'll have peace or you'll have joy. Restoring love is more than a word or an action. It requires knitting pieces of your life, of your heart that was once broken and making it whole. It requires somewhat of a resurrection of life, a restoration of life, because Once peace, joy, and love is gone, and we've allowed ourselves to live without it, basically we've trampled on the things that we once knew. So these broken pieces, these broken ears in our lives need to be glued back together or brought back together. But how do we go about doing that? How do we go about putting back these pieces that were once there? I'd say you go to the source, right? For instance... If you have a car that's broken down, you'd probably go to the car dealership or you go to a mechanic and the mechanic's going to fix it for you. So who created you? Who created your heart? Your heart that's so fragile, that's so tender. Who created that? For Christ followers, we believe that Jesus did. God created us. God created us in our innermost being. He knitted us together. So naturally, we should go to our source. As a believer, we are called to get rid of our old selves. We're called to leave that manner of life laid aside, which corrupts us, and to walk in a renewed mind, to put on a new self that is the likeness of God created in righteousness, holiness, and truth. That's from Ephesians chapter 4. We're called to live victoriously. We are called to live in purpose, But in order to live in purpose, we need to go to our source. Hey, and don't get me wrong. It's not as easy as going to Jesus and saying, Lord, please give me peace, joy, and love. Thanks. No, (laughs) it doesn't work like that. It requires us to be humble and vulnerable. Just as your hurt that triggered you to live without love, joy, and peace is messy Healing is also messy because healing requires you to revisit those areas. It requires to revisit the wound. It requires you to revisit things that trigger. But I promise you, once you revisit those areas and you walk through and break through that wall that you've had up, you break through that wall that you've allowed yourself to control you to live without peace, joy, and love. Once you walk through that wall, once you break through that wall, you'll be able to live victoriously. You'll be able to restore what was once lost. And it's not you that did it. It's your source. At the end of the day, we get to choose. We get to choose whether we continue to live in rut or we run to our source and we seek healing and restoration. I get it. This world is awful and people do awful things. We go through awful things. We go through hardships. 
I get it. Those things are tough to walk through. But we get to choose what we worship. We either worship our problem, worship the wrong done to us, and live without peace, joy, and love, essentially purpose. We live without those things. Or we choose to run to our source and endure that messy healing that can restore purpose, that can restore hope. If you've learned to live without peace, joy, and love, if you've learned to just say, it's all right, this is just the way things are. If you are today's Eeyore, I'm asking you to seek out that messy healing. I'm asking you to go to your source. Go to your source, Jesus. Go to him and seek restoration. Go to him and seek wholeness. Go to him for a restored heart. Healing is messy, but what's even more messy is living a life every single day in a rut with a cloud over you. Because who you are affects everyone around you. Who you are, who you choose to be affects everyone. So you either choose to live with purpose or live without purpose. With purpose says, I've been hurt, I've been scarred, I've been wounded, but I choose restoration. I choose a resurrected life. And while the hurt, pain, and agony cannot be removed, disappeared, or erased, I choose to forgive and I choose purpose. So that's it. That's what I want to encourage y'all to do. Choose purpose, choose life, and choose to restore. That's it for today, guys. Thank you for joining me on Post Blog. Don't forget to hit all the buttons to stay connected. Same time, same place next week. I love y'all. But remember, God loves you most.